Hey guys, welcome back to Real Bird and Newts. It's your boy, Sean. Thanks so much for uh, sticking by us. Uh, it's been a long, long trip uh, of everything, pretty much. Um, but, you know, the other day, uh, Backseat Director's very own Andre Hutchins went out, and he was like, hey, do you want to go out and watch a movie? And I was like, yes, I do. Let's go to the movies, my boy. And so we went out to uh, Megaplex with our mask on. And um, we watched The Rental. It's a movie by um, good old Dave Franco. And it was a thriller movie. Um, had it been with other like proper Hollywood movies, I don't think it would have ever gone to a big movie theater like the Megaplex, if I'm going to be completely honest. It would have probably been on one of those like side theaters. Um, but... It was an interesting movie. Um, it reminded me of a lot of The Strangers, and you could see where he was trying to build a lot of the, like, the tension for the film, a lot of the thriller, where it came from. Um, right out of the beginning, though, from the start of the movie, you had a very weird dynamic between our main character that we're supposed to like and um, his business partner, which ended up, you know, spoilers and stuff. But um, it, was an, it was an interesting film. And, um, honestly, if I was to tell someone about this movie and I have, I would tell them to not go watch it. Uh, it was honestly not even worth the $5 that we, that we spent to go watch this movie or the gas that we went. Uh, it's a movie that you want if you're watching like B rated horror movies or B rated thriller movies. It's not a movie to go watch if your intention is to watch a movie at the theater, it's not worth it. Um, it was like, I was super excited to be back in like going to a movie theater. I just did not enjoy it one bit. Um, the characters were completely unlikable um, from the main character to every other supporting cast member. It was just, it was just meh. Uh, they didn't give me a reason to like them. Like one of them was like super smart and that's great, but he was an asshole. Um, there was another one that was very, um, his wife was, was very sweet, very nice. And she ends up being someone that loves to do drugs and there's nothing wrong with that. You could do that, but it just didn't, it, it felt like it was slightly odd, like at a left field, right? Like it, it seemed like she was trying to recoup the youth that she used to have. And when she was like doing uh, shrooms and stuff like that, um, or ecstasy, it was the, the drug of choice uh, for the movie. Um, and she was just trying to recap that. And she was like, originally, she was like, oh, you guys could go ahead and do the drugs and I'm just going to go to bed because, you know, I'm tired from work. And tomorrow, though, we could get high AF. Um, and that was the plan. And, and she did get high AF, but it was just very nonsensical. One thing that the movie did really, really, really good was the misdirection, which right out the gate, it made it seem like one of the people were the the actual killer of the story. Um, and very, very, like, and they just really was driving this point home. This is the person that you got to be looking at. Just wait. And it's okay, right? Because it's not a horror movie. It's not something like, oh my gosh, it's a possession of someone. Um, but it was more like, oh, hey, we have a, a hate-driven crime, right? And this is where it was pushing um, but all of a sudden it just takes a left turn, um, when it comes to, uh, the killer. 
And I'll get to that in a second, but let's keep talking about their characters. Um, every single character was unlikable. Uh, the main character's brother um, had a history of violence. He had gone to jail before because uh, he beat some guy and the guy died from the beating. Um, our main character consistently shows that he does not like his brother. Um, and it's like, I don't even know why we're going on a trip with him and I don't want to, but whatever, let's do this. Um, at some point in the movie, uh, an event happens and he's like, I'm not letting my brother go to jail again. It's like, you literally hate your brother and this is what was established. And all of a sudden you're just going to, um, rescind everything that you just said about him and you're trying to protect him. Okay. That's interesting. Um, the brother's girlfriend, it's, uh, our main characters, um, business partner and for her everything although the way it was presented it seemed to be racist um why she didn't get the rental um everything for her was racist after that and it was just a really good parallel as to people these days where could easily be offended by anything and then just it doesn't matter what you try to do um the thought of of whatever event happened is how they perceive that person now. So everything that they do is wrong, irregardless of whether the intent was there or not. And so it was just really nice. And, and she had reason for sure um, as to why she was acting that way. And we were really going for a strong female lead and a strong uh, a female supporting cast. And it was great. I loved it. Um, and I love the the thought of the socioeconomic um, power struggle that was there um, as to like, if you're in white America and you're white, then you're, you're solid. But if you're brown and you have white America money, but you're still brown, therefore, there's no moving up. There was a, a slight undertone about that. And I love that. And I really thought they were going to keep pushing that forward, but they didn't. It was just a... It was a cheap way to progress the story. Um, and if you're going to, like, it could have gone that way and it would have been a really, really well well told story and it would have had some type of, like, um, uh, reaction, like action and reaction, right? Um, but we didn't get that. We had an action and a reaction for that moment. Um, but it was, again, it was a misdirection as to wo- who and what was our our actual killer. Um, so once we go through that, like that entire process, um, you already kind of sort of don't like the partner um, because of how she acts in regards to certain situations. And then it comes to our main character and her having an affair with the wife sleeping upstairs. They go ahead and have sex in the bathroom. And so... It just created an issue there immediately. So you're like, ah, oh, you, you kind of liked each other from the get go. You should, you should kind of, and and especially the way it begins, like you think that they're the, um, the the main couple, and then it turns out that he's married to someone else and she's dating his brother. Um, which honestly, if you really look at the movie and even as they're talking about it, she had no reason to be dating the brother. Like the brother is not there intellectually and it doesn't challenge her intellectually, nor does he have the money. So again, there's that, there's that, um, that difference between, you know, I have money and I'm educated versus no money and no education. 
Um, so there was there was a clearly a class system that was set up, and you think that this is going to be a completely great talk about um, the the classes, right, and how that meshes and how that affects people and maybe kill people. But again, it was a great setup, and then it just went a completely different direction, which is kind of sad because it would have been a great great film at that point. Um, but then let's talk about our killer. We go through the entire movie, and it's a pro- I think it's like an hour and a half, maybe. So you go through an hour of setting up your, your characters, which is great. I love character development. I'm never going to knock it. But we hate our characters by the time that, that they're going to die. We want them to die. I wanted them to die. I don't know if Andre from Backseat Directors wanted him to die or Rachel from Rachel Reviews. Um, but... I'm pretty sure I wanted them to die when I was watching this film by the time that the hour mark hit and the last 30 minutes is setting it up. So I was thinking when um, initially everybody, like when people started dying, one of the characters, the wife of our main character was no, had left the home. And so I was like, Oh, this is great. She's going to survive, I, and, I, and I told this to Andre because we were pretty done with the movie by this time. I was like, if she survives, then he's killing based on morality. So, And I'm okay with that. Like, It's okay to have a killer that believes in morals, right? You have that in a couple of other uh, thriller movies that they kill people based on the sins that they have done, right? Saw is one of the greatest examples of that movie, of, of that type of killing. At least Saw 1 and 2 are. The rest are a little iffy. And we could have a full conversation at some other podcast about Saw and what they represent. But um, so she goes ahead and she drives off. Um, Eventually, she hits spikes that were set as a trap so people won't leave the location. And then she dies. So I was like, okay, clearly this isn't about, you know, morale or morality. Uh, so this are pointless killings. And once that was established, it was kind of like, eh, a movie about pointless killings is not really great. But I'm going to give it a, a benefit of a doubt. Let's find out why he's killing. So he goes ahead and does the thing. And then all of a sudden, you have your strong lead, your strong female lead, and she's out here, and she's really, like, outsmarting him. And I'm like, but wait, there's cameras. He's going to see her. What the crap? Let's see what happens. So it intrigued me, right? So it made me lose my interest. I wanted everybody to die. And then I'm like, oh, it might be this type of movie. And then it wasn't. And I was like, okay, I'm, I'm back to the pointless killings. All right, let's get this done with. And then you have the strong lead. And I'm like, yes, let's do this. And then it goes nowhere. Uh, pretty much, spoiler alert, everybody dies. Um, and then you see your uh, your killer. But when I say you see your killer, I mean... There is shots of him doing things um, like unscrewing where he had placed cameras before to do the killings. And then there's no clear shot. And then you realize that the thing that like it's not his face, it's a mask and then he takes off his mask. I'm like, oh, we're going to get a face reveal. We're going to figure out who it is because I think it's this person. And you don't. You don't get that at all. And I was like, what? the crap why what are you doing to me i really wanted to know and you're not letting me know and so the movie continues and i'm like oh there's more i thought we were done because the credits were rolling and we weren't done 
but the credits were rolling and they're just showing you how he's going to another property and he's renting it out i think and he's get he gets a key and he makes copies of the key and then he goes ahead and starts all over again and then he starts setting up the cameras and he starts preparing to be able to um do his do the next job and so i'm thinking clearly there's going to be a message right before it, this ends and so we go through the entire thing and then they stop showing him and now we see this family which it looks like it's a family that has moved in it doesn't look because we're in the city now instead of um outside of the city and so i'm like okay cool so we're gonna see um you know a message of some sort right and so this family moved in and I'm pretty sure there was a child involved. And the next thing you know, right as the last credit rolls around, it's time and he just comes out of the closet. And I'm pretty sure the last shot was of a child. And so he comes out of the child's closet and kills her first. And that's it. That's the end of the movie. And I was like, this was completely unsatisfying. And there's certain movies out there that do the same thing. Like, they have similar formulas. Like, The Strangers, right? Um, at least The Strangers 1 has a, a similar formula to that. Where it was like, oh, we're just going to do senseless killing. But the thing about The Stranger and the Strangers and why it works is, first of all, slightly based on a true story. And you could look, at, look it up. The director had a weird encounter of someone knocking on his door and asking for someone that didn't live there. Nothing like that happened to him, like in his movie, but that's what got him thinking. Plus, in addition, there was just a lot of other news articles of people getting hurt just for S's and G's. And so, hence why we have The Strangers. But, there was, the way The Strangers was made, it built up the, like, the tension so well. Because you have a couple that are not getting along, right? Something happened at a party. You know, they're they're just not getting along, period. And then you add the strangers to it, and it's a very plausible plot. Like, it could happen to someone living in a cabin. Um, and so it just creates tension throughout the entire movie, nonstop. And then after we get the strangers inside the home, all hell breaks loose. And then you have people that are coming in, like in addition to the strangers, you have another character comes through and then they die. And then you're like, holy crap, is there going to be an end to it? And then when we finally have the conclusion of the movie and they just walk out and they're driving away, you know, it's just a whole thing. Like it, it works so well for that movie and they have an explanation as to why they're doing it. And it's the best explanation ever. Why are you doing this to us? Because you were home. And and the thought that like someone is just that psychotic to do that is what makes it scary, right? Then you have the perch, the first one. Um, these people trying to get into the home because they hate someone that they consider beneath them um, is in this mansion. And so they need to get in so they can purge, so they can let go of all that anger. So like that America could continue to be successful like, it works again because they're that psychotic, right? And it could happen. 
Now, the reason, now, don't get me wrong. I'm not saying that the things that happen in the rental cannot happen. Um, but what I am saying is that you would at least have some type of like conclusion, right? Some type of resolution. At least in a movie setting, you would get some type of resolution. And that's what The Strangers gives you. It gives you a resolution. It follows. You never see these people, but it follows them. And it gives you, it's, it gave you the resolution at one point of like, you, well, you were home, so mm, you're foobard. Same thing with The Purge. We know who our enemy is. Even through all the Purge movies, we know who the enemy is, right? The, the rich and the elite. Um, but in this one, it's just, it just felt, it felt like it was trying to talk to you about something. And then it was just like, you know what? I'm okay. Like, you know, hey, let me tell you something. You know, forget about it. I'm not. I'm not gonna tell you anymore. That's how it felt like. It felt like you were being strung along for something really good, and then it just was like, eh, you know, forget about it. You know, if you have you ever had that conversation with someone, there's like, hey, I almost, I almost forgot to tell you. Let me. You know what? I can't tell you. I'm sorry. Forget about it. Like you can't forget about it. Like it's you're done. Like it's it's annoying. And that's what the and I guess that's what the rental was for me. It was annoying. I felt like it was going to tell me something and then it didn't and it just was like kept doing it and it was like, no, 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 forget about it. So, if you have a chance to go to the movie theater, go watch Jurassic Park. It's playing at the Megaplex right now. Don't go watch the rental. It was not something that I would recommend to anyone in a scale that I'd love to scale my movies on out of five. This movie actually, and I think it's the first movie ever in real bearded news history, that gets a zero out of five. Thanks for stopping by, guys. Thanks for listening. Uh, it's definitely not a movie to go watch on a date. Definitely not a movie to go watch with your kids. Hell no, not with your kids, especially if you live out here in Utah. Don't take any kids. Not even 13, not even 17. Don't even waste their time. It is not a movie to go watch. It is a movie that if you want to play it on the background, it's great. Um, you know what? My recommendation would be um, if you want a movie like like that, you could either watch um, The Strangers, watch The First Purge, or Hush on Netflix. It's a fantastic movie. I actually recommend that one really, really well. I'm actually going to do a review on Hush because I just remember that movie is freaking fantastic and everyone should see it. So, again, 0 out of 5. It's a no-go. It's a skip it. It's something that you play in the background if you want noise. And even at that point, it's not even worth it. Um, it's, it was a huge miss for me. I'm sorry. I love Dave Franco, but it was just a huge miss. And I think that it, it should just not be seen. I'm sorry. Um, so thanks for stopping by guys. Thanks for listening. Uh, this is a quick episode. I just wanted to talk about the rental, uh, be able to try to save you, save you from the sin of watching the rental. Um, but it was a great time to be back in the movie theaters. Uh, we'll talk about that as well the experiences of being in movie theaters now with COVID-19 and everybody trying to uh, open right back up. Um, so guys, don't forget, you have to subscribe to the podcast. It's the only way. It's the best way. I know I've been gone for a few a few good months way before COVID. Um, I was ahead of the game, guys. I was ahead of the curve. Got to flatten that curve. And I was already on that. Um, but go ahead, hit the subscribe button, like and share with your friends. Um, you know how to get to me. Instagram is Real Bearded News. Facebook, Real Bearded News. Twitter, 
and even TikTok. I'm on TikTok. And honestly, you're going to get these type of videos on TikTok as well and on YouTube. Uh, Real Bearded News, guys. Thanks so much. Don't forget to keep reading those comic books. Keep watching that anime. Rock and roll. And above everything else in this whole world, stay nerdy, guys. <laughs>